right. No, but I did buy it because it's just sick. Like, it's just a, the, it's the original crest or logo from, like, 1950, whatever. Like, it's just different. And then I was hanging, yeah, I was hanging out with John and Michael's boy uh, from Dylan's wedding, Tom Hayes, last yesterday. <laughs> we uh, the crasher, little, yeah. We did a little boys' day. Uh, he brought his son down, and we just kind of biked around points and beers and some boardwalk. But uh, he was we were talking about Oktoberfest, and he was saying how people say the Oktoberfest is too commercialized, and because you're your own later hose, and you're supposed to like build it over the years, you know. I guess like accumulate things and whatever, and. So I decided because it is my number one bucket list thing, Oktoberfest. I'm not even buying later. I'm going to wear a later hosen, but no plaid shirt. I'm just going to wear that jersey under the leather, and just see how that see how that goes. Uh, Dylan real, and real I. Quick. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, uh, they wore that jersey just so they could get a tie against top of the table Bayer Leverkusen. Great game though. I had a fun yeah. time watching it. Uh, Dylan and I had a boys' day too. The only thing I'll say is statistic of the pod we pulled in at like 11 to the garage under his apartment and when you check out of a um garage it'll show how long the car was in there it was like 10 hours and 32 minutes of pretty much just watching sports all of saturday <laughs> and and, we didn't, bet, we, and we, didn't, we didn't leave the and, patio and betting betting poorly on my part um well, all right okay bet. i had a great betting day <laughs> That was bad. Uh, I'm definitely the old man in the pod. I dropped a pen. And I reached down to grab it, and my entire my I got like a dead arm. My arm locked up. My shoulders in a lot of fucking pain right now. Oh, shit. It feels like it feels like I just pitched a hundred pitches right now. Just like oh, United shit. falling apart. <sighs> yeah, but we've known mine. Actually, yeah, we, we've known these for years, both of them. The NAFTA Podcast. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. NAFTA Podcast, we are back. uh, Recording on a Monday afternoon. Trying to get this done before a Browns Monday night football game. You don't hear that too often. Uh, Full crew is in the building. Michael, myself, Dylan, Nick, the boys are all here. We got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to go over. Um, Big game today, probably not for anyone else, but big for us just because I will say three people on the pod went nine and one this weekend. And guess what? The fourth person went eight and two. We know ball. Um, We're going to talk about some fly-through games. We are going to talk about every game that ended 3-1. And then we're going to talk about the game of the week. Um, which I'm sure there will be some fireworks attached to that, Man United and Brighton. Um, but first, Dylan and I had a fun weekend together. We did a lot of college football watching, a lot of let's go Brentford, or come on Brentford, come on Brentford, come on Brentford. Michael, you worked this weekend? What was going on? I worked all weekend. Man, that stinks. I need, I need to work this weekend because I want to... I want to watch uh, Ohio State Notre Dame. True, true. Uh, Ohio State Notre Dame party at my apartment. If you know where I live, roll on up. Four o'clock start. 
uh, will be out there all night. Nick, did you guys just get rained out all weekend? Did you have any games? What was going on in your world? No, it was actually a beautiful weekend. Uh, we gave the weekend off. We don't play until Wednesday. But, yeah, we got rained out. Actually, it's beautiful out now. But, uh, no, Saturday we had some uh, – Caroline decided to have some spontaneous LASIK eye surgery. So that was Saturday. <laughs> Great, great pictures of Caroline uh, that, oh, that came yeah. the group chat. D- didn't even know that we won, or she won. And then, uh, yeah, Sunday's had a boys' day Sunday. Uh, your boy, as I said before, Tom Hayes brought his two-year-old son down. We rode some bikes, hit a brewery, played some boardwalk games, had some ice cream. You know. Nice. Typical stuff. But, uh, yeah. yeah. A regular Nucky Thompson weekend. Love that. Uh, Dylan, we had a great time. You, the patio may be the best patio no booking except for our neighbors they also have it but yeah it's a good it's a good setup <laughs> but that i think your angle to see the cities better there was a lot of uh patio envy going on in the courtyard that like there are dads that obviously had two two-year-olds or three five-year-olds or whatever we're just staring at us i know crushing a, beer i know we're a soccer podcast but i think we met the coolest, like, very cool guy, but maybe the most insufferable guy um, yeah. in the po- in the place of an Ohio State undergrad and Georgia postgrad. Oh. Yeah. Not knowing, not knowing who to root for in the semifinals last year. N- not just postgrad, law school. That's even worse. The only thing that would be worse, honestly, is... Alabama undergrad Notre Dame grad school or just throw Michigan in the mix. I think Michael and I might agree on that one. But I, I he talked to us. He's from uh, shit somewhere in the middle of Ohio, not not Mansfield, I think. Um, and as Yikes. soon as he left, as, yeah, as soon as he left, I did look at everyone. Very self aware. Pat myself on the back here on this one. I did say, man, what a terrible combination of sport fan, especially for a bunch of Penn State people that were there. So. Um, <laughs> Big weekend, nonetheless. Um, all right. Can I, ask you guys a qu- Can I ask one question yeah. real quick? Yeah. Um, when are you guys getting Penn State groupie t-shirts? Well, I lost a bet, so I have to bet on them every week. So that's that's the unfortunate <laughs> part. No, I, I don't think it's a Penn State groupie t-shirt, Nick. We're just Dylan, married I, into the game. I, I was just going to say, I know that you have one, too. You might as well just put this up at the camera. That's that's all it is. We're all married. We're married into the cult, so... Um, I mean, Nick, if you if you if you're worried, Delaware bounced back with a 35 point drumming of St. Francis, Pennsylvania. So like we when we get back when we get back to one double A, we're 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 shooting on all cylinders. They still have a, they have still have a football program. I think they got rid of it. Not not anymore. We eviscerated them. <laughs> no, you're, you're thinking of St. Francis, New York, which is just a block up the road. They no, I'm pretty I'm anymore. pretty sure I had a friend that went to the Pennsylvania one and they got rid of it. Oh well, they're back and getting their ass kicked by Delaware. Go Blue Hens. Uh, cockadoodle do as as one would say all right a ton to get into let's start it off with where we're always going to start it off moving forward our dudes of the week nick we got the the uh order going today nick dylan michael myself snake drafted up three dudes of the week let's get it started nick you're on the clock richarlison we give that dude so much stick and the dude got his moment. He got his moment, and he didn't get a yellow card. Good for him. And you know what? Good for him. <laughs> uh, first Premier League goal, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and also, first time he put a ball in the back of the net with no yellow card. 
Big well, shout-out to Richarlison. Well, you saw what happened uh, with during the international break with him, right? Yeah. Also, shout-out to him for, for being mentally aware of his mental health. <laughs> for sure. Big guy. Dylan, roll with it. Good thing I'd planned four or five people for when we do this thing. Um, I have a theme this week, and we will start with Norberto Neto. Standing on his head against Chelsea, keeping Bournemouth in the game, getting on that point. Love it. Love it, love it. Michael? Uh, I'm going to go with a longtime pod favorite, but sometimes, uh, or actually most of the time, does not find the field. Tariq Lamptey. Two assists this week against Manchester United. Player of the match. Round of applause. Don't, don't, don't call it a comeback. Tariq Lamptey, haven't heard that name in a minute. Um, I'm going to go double Belgian, uh, just because my sister is right now in Brussels. Uh, shout out to Caroline. She doesn't get many shout outs on here. First one's going to be not very well known. Dodi Lukabakio. Lone goal for Sevilla. First points of the season. God help them. They're still pretty bad. Beat Las Palmas, uh, one nil at the weekend. And then the one that really matters. I don't know if everyone watched the Man City game. I certainly did. I know he went down one goal, but if you noticed a a winger just running at people and attacking the box, um, Jeremy Doku. I think he's going to be a problem. That's something we might talk about a little bit later. But shout out to the three two three two that Man City now runs. Jeremy Duke, Doku, my second round man of the week, dude of the week. When you were describing someone running at defense, I thought you were just saying Matthias Nunez to get at me. <laughs> no. Also not Belgian, but I know, we'll keep, but. We'll keep, We'll keep, we'll keep it toes. pushing. Yeah, we'll keep it pushing. Michael. From one winger to another, arguably the best winger in the Premier League, Mo Salah, should have had a hat-trick of assists this week. Uh, own goal on the Harvey Elliott, but he's absolute playmaker. I think he's, like, contributed in, like, 12 or, like, 11 straight Premier League games. It's a pretty crazy stat. Damn, I thought you were going to say Jack Grealish, and I had to tell you he didn't play. Dylan. I know. I Trust me, I know. I thought he was about to steal my person. Um, my next is the best first half winger in the Premier League. Uh, I will be taking first half Pedro Neto. Um, played played fantastic. If if we had more of an athletic uh, striker who decided to just mistime his jump completely, we would have been up to nothing, and it'd be a completely different game that we'll talk about later. But Pedro Neto yeah. has looked very good to start the year, so we'll probably it, get forty million for him. If there's ever a time for a soccer player to wear a cup. It was on that Pedro Neto cross, just to get a little bit more pump in there. Um, but I do love breaking him out as just the first half Neto. That's that's amazing. He made disappeared Nick, in the second. <laughs> yeah. Nick, you're back-to-back uh, to end the second round and start our third. The second round is one thing. It is the Spurs fans and Harry Kane, addition by subtraction. You have great Spurs coming out, and Harry Kane's probably going to go win himself a title finally. So good for Spurs, good for Harry Kane. Yeah. And uh, to kick off the third round, somehow this man made no appearance in the group chat, no anger from Michael Whitaker whatsoever. Paul Tierney was the VAR ref of Wolves Liverpool and did not have a negative statement come out of Michael's mouth. So good for you, Paul Tierney. You get due to the week. Comeback trail. Um, Michael, turn over a new leaf. Acceptance. Forgiveness, maybe. No, VAR is still dog shit this week, so... <laughs> True. Dylan, who you got in your final round? Um, 
so I couldn't find another person named Neto, so unfortunately <laughs> it ends here. I was going to go... I have an honorable mention if this person doesn't get picked, but I'm going to go with Victor Boniface that I know I didn't say right at all, but if you watched the Bayern-Leverkusen game, that's the type of striker I need on the Wolves. He was all over the place dominating Bayern, like just bullying people to get shots off. Didn't hit net at all, but like that's why I think he'd be perfect for us. So I'm going to start the recruitment now. Yeah. It's Beard so- say. Is that that's actually a deep, it? That's a, that's a deep Scrubs reference if anybody gets it. Ah, never watched it. Dylan, unfortunately for uh, you and Hank, if Beto would have scored, that would have been a nice little third I know. Person. I was hoping he'd have a good game so I could add him into the list, to be honest. <laughs> Absolutely. Michael, last pick. Dylan, I'm shocked that this person wasn't on your list as he delivered us a plus 12-18 parlay win. Leandro Trussard scoring the goal for Arsenal to beat Everton. That's a good idea. Got to cash. Got to cash that one out. So, did you tail? I didn't know you tailed. Yeah, I, it says in the. It notifies you when I tail because I did I, it in the the betting group. I know that, but I don't, there was a lot going on. I guess I missed it. I'm happy. Good for us. Good good can, weekend for us. Can you send that link again? I, I gotta join there. Yeah. Oh, because you're realizing <laughs> that, like, I, I mean, only because we have this now. Like, outside of what I say on. On this podcast, like Michael and John attest, I won like probably fifteen bets on Saturday. Like it was a it was a very lucrative day. <laughs> yeah, I love that. The only time I decided to jump two feet in was uh, a, a Georgia Bulldogs drubbing where I was on the Gamecock side of it, and like one other thing, and just got it totally wrong. So bad weekend for me, good weekend for Dylan. Um, you guys had a lot of the spice and the flair. I'm gonna keep it very consistent and just say, you know. Welcome back, Pep Guardiola, uh, the the greatest innovator of all time, the greatest manager of all time in all of soccer and all of football. Uh, back on the sideline, there's a difference between injured and hurt. He obviously was injured, had to go get surgery, um, you know, and, and he 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 had the team win both games he was out and then just totally was the difference maker for that 3-1 comeback win against West Ham. Greatest coach of all time, shout out to Pep Guardiola. Welcome back. Welcome back, so... Dudes of the week. Any any pushback on that last one, guys? Good faces? No, really happy for you. I just, do, I just don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. What All is, right, cool. What, what, is, what is life? Uh, depends on who you are. Yeah. Put it that way. All right. We got a lot to get into. Like I said, uh, we're going to break it down a little bit differently today. There were three games that ended 3-1 that had very similar storylines, um, kind of. Uh, but first, let's fly through some of the quick hitters that we have lined up. Fulham, one. Lutontown, nil. Vinicius with the lone goal for the Cottagers in the 65th minute. Three points for Fulham. Keeps the trend going that bullying is okay when you're betting in soccer. Always go against Lutontown. Tottenham Hotspur, two. Sheffield United, one. Uh, Sheffield looked like they were going to get some points in this one. Uh, Hammer with the goal in the 73rd. But as aforementioned, Richarlison and Kulisevsky with goals in the 90th plus 8, 90th plus 10 uh, to get the dub for Tottenham. This is probably one we should spend more time on, but whatever. Uh, Nick almost with a bold prediction correct on this one, I will say. I think one of his is that two goals will happen 100 minutes into a game. Um, But... Just a, a big win for Tottenham and still anging. 
Newcastle 1, Brentford 0. Callum Wilson with the lone goal in this one on a pen in the 64th minute, but wasn't without some drama. Dylan and I watched this one on bated breath just to make sure that we got our dubs in a row for that one. Bournemouth 0, Chelsea 0. We don't talk about them. Chelsea going to Chelsea. Uh, Everton 0, Arsenal 1. Leandro Trossard with the lone goal in this one to give the Gunners all three points. The first time they've won in Goodison in a long-ass time, as per Hank and Dylan, who told me that. Uh, Nottingham Forest won. Burnley won. Wraps us up on the quick ones. Hudson Adoy got the goal for Nottingham Forest. But uh, Amduani, Michael, you want to say his name? For who? For, who? For, for Burnley? Amduani? Oh, Amduani. I think you're right. Okay, cool. Like, love it. Uh, he got the goal on the 41st. Uh, Hudson Adoy, first goal for Forrest in the 61st. Um, big game for us. Amdouni. Amdouni. Thank you. Amdouni. Uh, Amdouni. If, if, if Forrest would have won, Michael would have won 10 and 0. If Burnley would have won, I would have won 10 and 0. Unfortunately, we neither one got that, so Nick could go 9 and 1. Um, guys. I'd to be happy. Yeah. Well. Fucking sick week by us, so I do have to say, pat ourselves on the back. Let's let's start where we're going to start, which is Fulham and Luton. Uh, Fulham's just better than Luton. Luton's just bad. I think that's all I got to say. Did you watch this game? Yes. Luton's still bad, Dylan. They are. I would say if I'm a Fulham fan, though, and I know like I have these same issues, they also don't know how to score. Like, yeah. it's, it's a problem, and Luton almost scored twice off of the counter. I don't know, just something to look out for. We don't have to say much on this, but that's just something to throw out there. Uh, Fulham currently sitting 10th. I don't think anyone on this pod thinks that's going to hold. We do think that they're, they're, they're pretty not great, not as good as they were last year. Uh, Michael, anything on this one? Um, I don't know where to place Fulham currently. I think that they're... I don't think they're, they're going to get relegated anymore because I think Silva's like good enough coach. They got good enough people there, and I think they're just worse teams. But I, every time I have to pick them, like for a game, I'm really unsure about like what team is going to show up. Yeah, yeah. I think they got Palace this week. Is that right? Yeah. No. Yeah, that's like I saw that one to lead it off, and I was like, damn, this sucks. Um, Nick, anything on Fulham? Luton. Uh, no, I agree with Michael. Fulham's really annoying to try to figure out right now. Yeah. Love it. All right, let's hold off on Tottenham. We'll do that one last in this crew. Newcastle 1, Brentford 0. I think when we broke last pod, we kind of said this was must win for Newcastle, as crazy as that sounds. But just a confidence win. Brentford's not a bad team. They still are without Ivan Tony. Um, Nick, how you feeling? Are we confident in Newcastle? Did they just have a tough start? Um, I am a little nervous for their scoring record. They're, le- they're, they're starting off where they left off last year. So it's if you can't score, I mean, give Brentford credit; they're off to a good start. But I don't think Newcastle has the same bite that they had last year. Like I think that there's a, a, an air of conserving energy a little bit now, you know, because they got Champions League coming up and things like that. But like I said I don't think I think it's best for the. I don't think they're going to advance out of the group stage, so that will end up being a good thing for them in the long run. Uh, but. They're going to be a team that they they they, they defend, so they're always going to have a chance. Yeah, for sure. Um, Michael, I know that you have been somewhat flirtatious with Newcastle as like a second, third, fourth favorite team. 
What are your thoughts on Isak not playing? What are your thoughts on Miggy not being in the starting rotation? Is Harvey Barnes and Gordon better than, and Callum Wilson better than the aforementioned two? So I think there's like a link this week that Barcelona or somebody wants Isak. Um, he only has one goal to start the year as like the main guy. I I think Callum Wilson is just kind of a goal scorer, but like long term, that's not the the guy. I don't think I think Isak is still like really good. I think Almarone is. I think his his honeymoon period is over. I think Harvey Barnes is better than him. I hate to say I think Anthony Gordon's probably better than him too. Um, I still think they could probably get better options on the wing for sure. Uh, but I, I think I think their defense when they show up and like when they they're at their their peak, they're really good. I'm not sold on Nick Pope. I'm not sold on them being able to compete with like the top teams consistently yeah uh tonali didn't play isak didn't play i think dylan and i were looking at that while we were watching this game because it was nil nil for a while and we kind of wanted to put a live bet on on newcastle if those two guys came in dylan any thoughts on on the road ahead for newcastle or does this make brentford any clearer well one do you think that all of them didn't play because they're so excited for Champions League that they thought they could handle Brentford and could do rotation at this point. Just saying. Man, I think that's... Brentford, I think, has earned the respect for you not to do that. I agree. If it wasn't their first time back in the Champions League in forever long to make sure they have a good showing against AC Milan. True. Um, I don't know. I, I, I also say no Joe Linton either. Yeah. Yeah. But he's not even on the bench. I, I wasn't sure if he was hurt. He doesn't look like he's injured on here, so I wasn't sure. But Yeah, I don't know either. Odd, odd. Um, Newcastle, big dub. They're going to play AC Milan, like Dylan just mentioned. Big week. We're, I'm, I'm pumped for Champions League midweek. A lot of good games this week. Uh-huh. A lot of good games. Um, nil-nil. Bournemouth-Chelsea. We don't normally talk about this. Does anybody have anything to add? Do we want to do... I have one question I wanted to ask this week. Do we want to do it now to fill this space, or do we want to wait until after the United game? Uh, is it about Chelsea? Yeah. Um, and this is very serious. Is who's worse, United or Chelsea? Are they the, are they the same, or are they in different places in terms of what how you see it? I want Nick, your on, very honest we, opinion. We laughed at you for thinking where to put this, but you're actually pretty spot on. Why don't we hold on to this till we talk about United? Yeah. All right. Perfect. I will say this though. Um, if you want to keep up with the Chelsea injuries and want to be on top of that, uh, go follow London is Blue podcast. 60% of their content now is just bitching about how many injuries that Chelsea is going through. Like any other team doesn't have injuries. Um, that's totally fine. Everton nil, Arsenal one. That'll get clipped. Um, Everton nil, Arsenal one. Uh, Trissard with a lone goal here. Love to see it on my fantasy team. Uh, should they have? Should they have had two goals? V- VAR decision, potentially. He was oh, with, the, with, with and Ketia's, uh heel as he's jogging back. I, he was off. Like he, yeah. it was, yeah. he was. He was for yeah. sure offsides. But it was wasn't it played by an Everton? I didn't get to see this like live. I was at work, but what, I thought it was played by an Everton player. No, no, no. So it was. The, it was correct. It was yes. offsides. I, okay. Yeah. I will say. Because I've heard this on a few things too, and I kind of agree with it, and I don't think any of you guys will disagree, is the way Deitch plays, 
like coaches at this point and sets his team up. I think the Premier League's gone past him at this point, and like, it, <laughs> Dude, like you're like five bro. years behind. With that <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, bro. okay. Talk about, but talk about cold takes. I'm. <laughs> this is a recycled Michael take from last year, and the year before that. <laughs> I've been saying it forever. <laughs> Wait, I love that Dylan just brought in. Is Deitch bad? People are asking. <laughs> Question. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, dude. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Everton's good. It, like, we always get a Hank check on this one. Have, has, it, did he just like say, "Hey, I've given up this year"? Is he not going to watch? Do you think? Uh, I, I, he's definitely watching. I we didn't text after this game. I'm he's on yeah. father duties. I think it's it was it's a good time that he can have something to keep his mind off of it. I was going to say, what a great time to have a kid. Hmm. Not, when, not when not, 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 not when he still has his Everton flag outside the front of his house. It, that's a tough look. That's a tough look. Um, one thing I will say is like. Trissard only scores when he comes off the bench, right? Like, I feel like Dude. he always scores, like, second half off the bench, whatever it is. Like, I don't know. He, he's a great sub. Like, he's he's so dynamic. We said it last year. Like, it's a great signing by them. And yeah. if he can accept that role, he's going to be a major – he can be a major player for them for the next five years. My- Michael, I'll ask you that – oh, go ahead, Dylan. My bad. Well, no, it's fine. I based off that, though, like, because, you know, before you guys told me I'm an idiot, I had a point that I was going to make and um, it had to do with Everton parking the bus are you concerned though for Arsenal that it took them it was that hard for them to break down or no that's just what it's like to go against that type of team or are we worried that there's a lack of goals coming from Arsenal and or way too late in the game that this heroics is going to run out like the Minnesota Vikings and they're going to fall off yeah boom roasted you can answer I just you know I don't want you to give a take that we said last year, so I just want to make sure you're prepared. <laughs> don't worry. Mine are always fresh. Uh, anyway, I don't think they've beaten Everton at Goodison Park for, like, it was, like, years, right? Like, since, since, uh, Wenger? since Wenger, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean... We know if this. Looking at, if you're looking at that, then I wouldn't be too worried about it since they don't ever really win there and they just won there. Uh, I do kind of think they are figuring shit out, and I do kind of think... Arteta has taken one of Pep's worst qualities as a coach. Swapping out goalkeepers? I think he, I think he overthinks things a lot. Probably. Probably. I, I will say this in defense of Arsenal. Like, Man City struggled to break down the Sheffield defense a couple weeks back. Like, when people play 13 people behind the ball, it's just hard to score. Good teams usually do, so it's like, what are you gonna do? But I just, I do think Everton is the third worst team. I just think that's that's a fact anymore. Um, Nottingham won, Burnley won, Hudson Odoi for Nottingham Forest. I, you told me this, Michael. I already left my brain cells. I don't even remember. I'm du- I'm Duani, uh, with the goal for I'm Burnley. Dooney. I'm Dooney. That's the one. Um, I want to know this first and foremost. Burnley, Michael. I know you said Nottingham Forest sneaky good. Do we have a little bit more respect for Burnley because now they've played someone that's kind of at their level? No, because Nottingham Forest played like shit going forward. They were so bad. They created nothing. Um, they have all this attacking talent that did not do anything. Uh, Awani was an absolute monster up top, holding the ball up, uh, winning headers, You know, doing what he does. I don't think there was, apart from the Calum Hudson goal, uh, which was a, an absolute 
fucking banger, by the way. It was Morgan Gibbs White was not like not there today. Uh, Elanga was like not there today. It was bad in the final third. I think Burnley kind of like changed their tactics a little bit, and they started Brownhill, who's like I think probably their best player. Um, and their goals their goals were good. The one got uh, called for handball, but you know I think I don't think they're in, in trouble either. I think they have they've had a tough start to the season. Uh, I think they're better than a lot of teams. I think like they're kind of that Fulham level right now. Um, but I think this is more like Nottingham Forest did not play very well. Yeah, Dylan, did you get the watch this? Yeah. Okay. I uh, then then this question will be good for you. How do you feel the next time Burnley or or when Burnley and Wolves play? I think it's gonna be a fun game, and I think that. It could go either way because Burnley's clearly going to attack us and we are going to counter and it's just a matter if we can finish when we can and hold tight at the back. Because, like, I have an opposite view of what Michael just said where I think the the city ground is a tough place to play. And mm-hmm. I think the fact that that was a 1-1 tie that, honestly, I think it was a harsh handball, should have been probably 2-1, is a very good sign for Burnley in the fact that they can play how they played last year against probably, like, teams 13 and down and have some success on the road. So, like, I don't think it's a gimme when I'm looking at Nothing is for the Wolves, to be honest, but, like, it's that's a team that I think it could go, like, it's probably going to be a 1-1 tie. Yeah, I, 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 I'm still interested in learning more about Burnley. I don't think this game told me as much as I wanted. Nick, I'll hold off on you because I feel like I want to get more of your take on Tottenham. I will say this to end it. Uh, Lyle Foster, MMA called. Go ahead, join. That was fucking wild. Just an absolute. Yeah. Just an absolute. Just elbow to the chest, like red card. Fucking out of here. rocked him. Yeah, dude. No remorse for life. Um. All right. Tottenham two, Sheffield one. Sheffield with the first goal with Hammer at the in the seventy third. Um. Richarlison, ninety plus eight. Kulisevsky, ninety plus ten. Um. Big win by did, did Newcastle did did Tottenham Hotspur win this game or did Sheffield United lose this game? Nick, um, depends who you ask, probably. But <laughs> what a political answer! If you ask yeah. if you if you ask Paul Higginbottom, I think you know uh, where that's coming from. But uh... oh, I don't think so. I think he was he was very he was fine. Fa- he was he was like it, he was like this. It had nothing to do with the result. Like right. You know, et cetera, et cetera. No, also, you're, real right. Quick, no, no you're, you're right. Real, real quick, real quick. I want to make sure everyone does know that we know ball. It's Paul Heckenbottom, <coughs> not Higginbottom. Sorry, I'm thinking of Danny Higginbottom from... Yes. Uh, <laughs> sorry. You're, you're fusing people. I wrote his name down so I could look at it when I said it, and I just obviously didn't look at it when... Uh, there. I think I think the Good. one... Here's a quick question. Um, over, under, on the fine. What's, uh, do we think over 30,000 pounds? Over. Yeah. We're talking six figures, you it, think? Vir, I think Virgil got 100K for telling the ref to, you're, he's a fucking joke. I think that has to be worse, right? I, th- I think I think Virgil makes a little bit more money than Paul Heckenbottom. Just want to throw that one do out think, there. Yeah. Do, you think they, do you think they use like take that into consideration? Probably. Yeah. It's going to be a percentage of, a, of your salary. Oh, okay. 
Well, it's real a bigger quick. percentage of Vir- of his than Virgil's, but it might not be as much. Michael, Michael or Nick, whoever knows it better, like explain why that is. Not everyone probably knows that this dude went fucking wild, like crazy. Oh, I've I've watched the video like three times. He just absolutely said that the refs as a whole kept. I love when he says they're nice. Like these guys are nice guys. Like you know, very nice. They have no fucking idea. He didn't say he didn't cuss. He says they have absolutely no clue how the game is played. Zero, zero idea. Uh, basically, like talking about, you know, why they do stuff, why you know, why they're focusing on certain things, and like how it's affecting the game, and like telling him to play a certain way because he can't play the way he wants to, et cetera, et cetera. It is like for the people who do listen. If you haven't seen it, just type in his last name. I'm sure it's like the only thing that comes up right now. Uh, but he just goes off on him. Yeah, Nick, back to you though. Like thoughts on Tottenham, I, thoughts on Sheffield. I think I love the fact. I do love the fact that this happened. Like, hopefully, something like this. I think Tottenham ended up winning it because I mean they were going at him nonstop. I mean they they were relentless. You know, I think that definitely the 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 lame double double yell, the second yellow for on um. McBurney. McBurney was was really really soft, um, and I think that definitely obviously had a significant impact on that. But I mean, how many times have managers said uh, we didn't lose the game or something like that? We didn't lose the game. We just ran out of time. Like that was the definition of well, what do you do when you get an extra? Because last year that game's what five minutes. You know now they play an extra ten or twelve. Like that was awesome. That I mean, I just watching it that was freaking exhilarating. But I think that the Spurs. Dude, Spurs are legit. Like, I think that you can't, as I said before, with, like, give Spurs fan, with Dudes of the Week and Harry Kane, like, addition by subtraction, you know, and it's not like Harry Kane was a bad, obviously a bad egg or anything like that. It's just, they're freer. They're able to play more free. Um, and I love it. I hate that I love the fact that the Spurs look freaking awesome, and they kind of scare me. They very much scare me. Like, I think that they can be a legitimate top three candidate. Yeah, very good. Uh, Dylan, let me get your thoughts before we jump into the three ones. I think against big teams, the Spurs will be fun to watch. Um, I think if there's one thing that came out of this game, though, is, yeah, they had a ton of opportunities, but it took them so long to break it down that I think the way that Ange Ball plays is more also on the counter and when you have a team that's sitting back the entire time, they need to figure out how to actually break that down before the 90th minute. So I think it was an awesome win. I just think it's something they need to look out for. Yeah, uh, sounds like the perfect recipe to beat City later this year. Mike will go quick <laughs> so we can keep the thing moving. Uh, I Just to something you said earlier about the Everton being the third worst team, I actually think they're the second worst team. I think Sheffield United are going to score more goals. I think they're a better team. I think they're still going to go down, but I do think they're better than I thought they were. Love it, love it. All right, we got three three-one games. Uh, they they had a, a unique twist to them, a unique turn to them. Uh, most of them had the team that wasn't supposed to win score early. Actually, all three did. I don't know why I'm talking this way. Um, we'll start with West Ham one, Manchester City three. James Ward-Prowse in the thirty-sixth opens the scoring for the Hammers. Doku in the forty-sixth ties it up. Bernardo Silva in the 76th gives City a 2-1 lead. Erling Holland, not to be denied, gets the three, the third goal for a 3-1 win. Wolves, 1. Liverpool, 3. Huang in the 7th minute. Opens the scoring uh, for 
Wolverhampton Wanderers also woke up Dylan's wife uh, when he screamed about the goal. Uh, so I heard this weekend. Um, Gakpo in the 55th tied it up. Um, Robertson, that looks so weird on the score sheet. I'm not going to lie to you. Robertson in the 85th with the second goal. And then uh, No Bueno uh, with the own goal in the 90th plus one. Aston Villa three, Palace one. Edouard opened the scoring for Palace to give him a 1-0 lead. They waited till the 87th minute. Villa did to tie it up through Duran. Louise with the goal in pen uh, in 90 plus 8 for a pen. And then Leon Bailey, 90 plus 11. Nick, you had two that were close to getting your bold prediction done this week. Uh, 3-1 win for Villa. Let's start with Villa Palace. Um, Palace always a really, really tough team to predict. Uh, they're perpetually mid-table. Um, I know that we've been really, really high on Villa. Um, does this sway that? Michael, I think that you've been kind of the most outspoken about that. How do you feel about Villa in this type of game? Um, I think – I so, I again, I didn't get to watch, like, these actual games. Um, but I do think it's it's kind of like a firepower thing. I think they have so many good players – uh, Watkins, Douglas Louise, Diaby is crazy. I mean, he's he's so good. Uh, Tielman's coming off the bench or, or starting. Like either way, it's it's unbelievable. Um, I think it just kind of was a flood. That being said, they shouldn't have had the penalty, a hundred percent. In two different ways. I don't think it was a penalty, for one, and two, Diaby went over the line on the penalty, so it should have been. I don't. Is it? It's not a retake, right? If the the team whose penalty it is, a guy crosses the line before the penalty is kicked, it just cancels it, right? Yes, I thought so. I, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you know, I guess if you're looking three one, they still would have won the game, but like maybe not, obviously, because they were winning at the point they scored the third goal. Um, but I, I still think they're really good. I think they're better than Palace. I think this would have been a real bad loss if they had had lost one nil or even tied one one i think that's still not very good uh yeah i totally agree before we jump into wolves dylan nick anything to add this is literally the one game i don't think i saw so i can't add much city city good without their manager palace not good without their manager (laughs) very very fair point very fair point patrick mccarthy couldn't get a dub for for the eagles dylan let's go to you wolves with a early scored too early lead on on Liverpool in the younger brother derby um what are your thoughts coming out of this one and I'll go to Michael you know I I saw that there's been some experimenting with like rule changes um to try and you know shorten the game a little bit and whatnot I'm very pro that because we're probably one of the better first half teams in the Premier League (laughs) we just don't know how to do it for 90 minutes is the problem and unfortunately this time we lost the game because Gary O'Neill got completely outclassed at halftime by Klopp and the tactics that he did, which I don't know if Michael agrees or not. But the fact that we were making McAllister look like a baby back bitch the entire first half, and then the way that Klopp adjusted by bringing Diaz on and moving him up to not allow our forwards to actually play how they were, I think was something that hopefully Gary Neal can figure out that he can't just stay complacent when we're playing a big six club and we're up one nothing. So um, 
I thought we'd get a point at one and try and steal something there, but it's not a game I expected to win. Um, if we lose next week, I'll start panicking a little bit more. But at the moment, I don't know. If we can get 45 minutes and turn it into 90, I actually think we can be a problem to come in 12th place. Totally agree. Michael, your, your boys, um, come, come back, get the dub. I, I 100% agree with what Dylan said. I also think it's like McAllister was was getting kind of worked in the midfield, and then you're bringing on a guy who, like, obviously should have been starting the game. He's probably one of our best players, absolute playmaker. Uh, once he came on, it kind of just shifted everything. And then again, like, didn't get a goal, but Nunez going up top uh, just does a bunch of stuff. I'm glad Gakpo got the goal that he got. Um, and then I think Salah is just... You know, really fucking good. Why does Darwin not start? Because like when he came on, that's when I was actually scared of you guys. To be completely so honest, I, I think it's again. I think it's because, well, so they were, the South American players like played Thursday. Oh. Okay. Uh, and then they just got back. Like that's why Diaz didn't play either. Um, so like he sat both of them. I'm pretty sure. But sometimes he doesn't play. I think because Klopp just. He doesn't do kind of exactly what Klopp wants, and that's what I was saying like a couple weeks ago. I think you just have to take that he's gonna like fuck around a little bit with the like positives that he brings because I agree. I think most people would say when he's running at them, it's scary, or if he's running behind, it's scary. Um, but yeah, I think you know it's it's like finding a balance. Like you obviously have a bunch of good players. Him or Gakpo's not going to play, and I think Gakpo's really good. And I don't think he's, like, the midfield type. I think he wants to play up top. Um, so, you know, obviously people – there's going to be, like, changing a lot. But I think right now it would have been Darwin had they not played, like, on Thursday. One thing I want to ask before we jump into West Ham City, Michael, no Verge, no Trent, and Kanate mm-hmm. for only, what, 14 minutes or so um, – are you impressed that the defense played as well as it did? No, Outside of that seventh-minute uh, goal? Yeah, well, so the first half was obviously... I think we got worked the first half, and I think Dylan, that's what, kind of what Dylan was saying. Yeah. Um, I don't think... I, I, It's so hard to be like, Gerald Kwanzaa is like so good because like you know he, he did have a good game and he has had two good games before he's like been playing and stuff like that. Um. I think right like this game you see kind of how important even though at times he is a defensive liability like Trent is one of if not our most important player uh he makes the transition from the defense to the front line like so much easier so much better I'm impressed with Joe Gomez and I love Joel Matip but I think he's like the one like you maybe invest in Kwanzaa Joe Gomez sticks around and because he can play right back center back and then I think Matip is you know, the the fifth down the list at this point. Yeah. Um, all right. West Ham with a opening goal by James Ward-Prowse. City come back with Doku Silva and Holland. Um, look, I don't know. Like, they're, they're just really, really good. I'm really impressed by Doku. Julian Alvarez had two assists. Um, I saw that the EAFC ratings came out, and Julian Alvarez is, like, rated, I think, like, 78 or something like that. The guy's totally underrated. Um, Backline still is figuring itself out. I do love that we play a 3-2-3-2. 
So, Michael, you're smirking. Any, any comments? It's just funny, like the those EAFC ratings, are, like so very important. <laughs> I just think it's funny, like it's kind of weird that it's you know, like ha- you saw this guy play for now a, a World Cup, a season, and these opening games, and he's there, there was some player that he was only like two behind. It was like Kai Havertz or something, and you're just sitting here like, what? What the hell is this? Who makes this game? Like, it's kind of crazy. Okay, but and and I this is not meant to be because I saw like the top ratings in the prem, yeah. uh, like on FOTMob or whatever. And this is, I hundred percent, I'm not meaning to like take a dig at Nick here, but like Casemiro is like still an 88 or something. That that's crazy. I mean, that's just insane. Like I he was unbelievable. He's done like incredible things, but like to be at this point like still rated that high is you you just have to do a couple good things and they'll never drop you i don't think i'm sure nick in a minute will totally agree with you once we start talking about man United. <laughs> yeah um, i just didn't want it to seem like i was just <laughs> yeah. like fucking going at him or anything why why would i be offended when you state facts like it it's yeah. just like <laughs> it's okay come on, like come on i take pro- when you guys tell me i'm a very rational united fan you know the sense of pride that gives me like i know what i, I know what i see <laughs> D- Dylan will Dylan will agree with me. Week five is way too early to start the sorry Nick campaign. Um, but anyway, it, it went across. <laughs> it went across. It went across in my head that whole thing. Like, guys, stop apologizing, please. <laughs> um, anyway, I mean, the the only other thing I wanted to say about this one is uh, JWP actually does look like he's always worn a West Ham jersey, and I never thought that would be possible. Like, because he's always worn a Southampton jersey, but it, it fits him well. I love. There's so many players on the West Ham team I actually really like. Um, always a tough game, for sure. I have a hot take I'd like to put. Give it, give it to me. Give it to us. I, After watching this and watching what happened, I don't think Man City loses a game this year, and we have a new All right, that was course. really mean. That was really, really mean. <laughs> you can book Wait, it. hold on. Let's just, <laughs> let me just say, though, the last Man City... Last Man City bold prediction we had was that they wouldn't give up a goal and talk to over eighth, and since that they've given up a goal every game. Yeah, exactly. Really mean by Dylan. <laughs> just put it in the books. Mean, mean-hearted, <laughs> mean-hearted by Dylan. You, um, really, you really want me to put it in there? If it means they'll lose, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Booking it. All right, game of the week. Nick, you've avoided the uh, the Undertaker uh, for long enough here. Brighton 3, Manchester United 1. I'm not going to be able to pronounce this uh, Manchester United score. I think it's Medjbri. Is that correct? Do you know? Uh, he goes by Hannibal. Oh, hell yes. My guy. So much All right, easier. perfect. Hannibal. Yeah, well, but it's also a dope name. Um, you got to take the wins where you can as a United fan, I think, right now. Well back in the 20th, that also stings to open the scoring for Brighton. Pascal Gross in the 53rd, and then Pedro in the 71st give a 3-0 lead for Brighton. Two minutes later, Hannibal. Love it. I love that. Hannibal with a goal for Man United. All is going wrong at Old Trafford. It's kind of crazy that this game was there. I don't think if you ask anyone in the past like 10 years if they'd lose to Brighton at Old Trafford, they'd be like, you're crazy. Nick, the floor is yours, my friend. Why? Whatever I say is just wrong. It's just wrong. <laughs> you think All Man I, United's good? No. See, so you're right. There you go. I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little upset that I'm, I'm a little upset that I uh, that I bet with what I thought was the smart play, but I still was worth my heart. I knew deep down this was going to happen, and I could have had 
my second 10-0 week. I was so close. But, uh, dude, I just... The Hannibal goal got me excited because I'm looking at all these injuries and I'm like, he has to play other people. He has to. Like, you know, maybe he's taking Casimir off because we're playing Bayern midweek. There's, I mean, there's no way he's rotating, you know, his inexperienced guys in on Wednesday. But, like, we have all these injuries, which is definitely not helping because our defense is porous to say, uh, to be polite about it. And... At this point, why don't, we, why don't you put Hannibal back there next to somebody experienced? You know, he's been touted in the academy for the last four or five years as, like, one of the best central midfielders we've had in recent memory coming through the academy. Um, the other kid, I can't I'm going to butcher his name, so I'm going to give Michael the opportunity to make fun of me, who got injured in preseason. Um, you know, he's supposed to be a stud, too. Like, Casemiro looks awful. Like, absolutely atrocious like he's moving like a guy that's 37 years old and has three herniated discs uh me so <laughs> i think Nick tucker out there yeah yeah like and, and it's like hey you know what and it had three bangers we got dominated like it like this should be this is obviously like a marquee matchup like brighton is clearly legit but to get absolutely dominated in every single statistic um, you know, where I was looking at you are outpassed by almost 200 goals or passes, excuse me. Um, accurate passes is almost 200 passes again. Um, you know, you had your accuracy and your passes. It's just, it's everything. Absolutely everything. They are, I don't know anymore. Like this, the only thing that comes to mind is if this was me as the coach, this has happened many times in my baseball coaching career. This is what we call the O and O speech. You go in, you freak out after the game. The next day, you go to practice. All right, boys, we're O and O. We're gonna have a new, fresh start to the season. Because that's the only way I can think about it going. You know, because it's a it's a bad stretch has happened, but when they happen at the beginning of the season, it's just so much worse. Like this could happen in February, and it's like, all right, they write the ship. But when it happens to start the season, and we're not defending. But I want to end on a positive note. Rasmus Hoyland, I am I am in love with that guy. Like I think that Rashford doesn't realize he has someone he can actually play with up there, and he can go on. He, Rashford should be able to go put up fifteen goals and fifteen assists this year. Like he should have one of those seasons where he's doing a little bit of everything. And did I take some joy out of Old Trafford absolutely boo birding the absolute daylights out of Tony because when uh. Did you see Ten Hag tried to spin it like it was a compliment to Hoyland, like they wanted him to keep playing? Did you guys see that or no? I I did. But yeah. I kind of I kind of agreed with him, maybe. I think he was spin-zoning the daylights out of it because that was a straight-up... It was a boo for taking him off, which he needs to. He, he just, it's, he's just coming back from injury. But yeah. if, it was, if, it, if, it, if it wasn't Tony, if it was someone else, like, it was Tony. And I did get some joy out of that one. But... yeah. We got to figure it out. I mean, if like we got to go out and put a, we got to go. We have to win this week. Like, if you want to talk about a must-win early in the season, you know, yeah, got to beat Burnley. Not even beat Burnley. You got, you got, you got to put up three or four goals. You have to, which Um, is not going to happen, but you have to. 
uh, embrace the bait on this one, Nick. Uh, do you think Eric Ten Hag would have been better off to treat uh, maybe Jaden Sancho with the same respect uh, he treated Hoyland to spin zone some of this stuff? Uh, I think he did last year, and I think that it's Jaden's just kind of a little bit bait, a crybaby. I think. I think he's. A, I think you know what? I'll say it. I really don't care. I think he's a typical Gen Zer. <laughs> <laughs> As someone who has the most experience with Gen Zers, I will I will allow Nick to to say that and let that slide. Although, please, Gen Zers, uh, watch our TikToks. Um, <laughs> look, you, the road's not that easy coming up because of Champions League too. Like it's it's going to be no. interesting. Oh, I I am ex- fully ex- expecting a bloodbath on Wednesday. Like I'm so happy that I have a game that I can't watch the game. Like I'm so I'm so scared to check my phone. That it's day. it's not going to be that bad. Yeah, go I think Byron go. has some issues too. Yeah, the Byron coach, coached they're... by Thomas Tuchel. <laughs> yes, Champions League winner Thomas Tuchel. It, insane to say that out loud, but yes, I guess true. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm self aware, self aware. Uh, Michael Dillon, anything to add? Uh, pro Brighton, negative Man United. Dylan, Dylan, go first. I was just gonna say Brighton's good, very good. Like, dude, they're very good. Like Brighton, they're they know what the team they are, and right now they're not scared of anyone, and they're fun to watch. I hope they get top. They're four. so fun. They, I think they very well could. Um, I saw a tweet, Nick, and I want to just get your opinion on it. If you took the the jersey numbers off these players you didn't know who they were and you just watched them play that game would you be able to tell me who the coach was yeah Ole. Was it Ole? <laughs> was it <laughs> so but i'm saying I, I think the point of it is like it it doesn't look any different than what it has previously and i i think to to man, man united's credit and hopefully like a positive thing for them. I think uh, Amrabat will be really good for you because I think he'll take a lot of the the running, specifically mm-hmm. the running from Casemiro because he's an absolute workhorse. Um, and I think it'll let Bruno kind of just stay up, up top where he's, you know, obviously the, the best. Um, but right now, if you're not booting the ball to Rashford on the left, you don't have an offense. You have no offense, and I, I, yeah, I, I again, I think I think if Hoyland like turns out to be, you know, the player you know people think he is, but at the same time, like, it's not like he was absolutely lighting it up at Atlanta either. Like he had like nine goals, uh, in the league at least. I don't know about other than that. And again, it's so many. It's goals. a completely different system, and okay, I'm just saying, it's it's like it's not like he had like twenty. <laughs> Dylan's you're, like, you're getting... I kill for nine goals. I kill for nine goals. <laughs> But but what but what I'm saying is like it's the same thing I have with Chelsea, and then we can get into that point, John, that you know Nick brought up earlier. Yeah, you're you're saying Nick Jackson, and then you're saying Rasmus Hoyland, and you're also looking at it. Victor Osman was there, and they Napoli were open about how no one came for him, and it was a it was a big price tag. But like both of you guys have spent money, and and people spend money. Uh, club to spend money and stuff like that, and like that price tag isn't isn't ludicrous per se, but I mean Victor Osman, like Paulus striker, like he would have been the guy. Yeah. And I just don't I don't know what you guys are gonna do if those guys don't 
work out, it's going to be back to the drawing board again. Oh, dude. It, and what kills me is is my one friend texted me. We were talking after the game, and he's like, Bruno looks like a mess. Or Bruno was, I was like, dude, Bruno's fine. Like, he is remind. like, I, I was having a flashback to a few years ago where everyone was shitting on Pogba. But it's like, Pogba's playing the 6, the 8, and the 10, and he had no help. Like, Casemiro's getting run all over. Erickson just looks like his hairline, you know, old He looks. He looks bad, too. He bad. looks bad. And yeah. Bruno isn't, he, he isn't, and Bruno's running around like a freaking psycho, trying to play, holding mid, trying to play cam. Like, he's trying to, like, do everything he possibly can, which is, you know, he's doing more, which is actually worse. Like, he needs less. He was, he, he was that center back at one point. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, there's some people you can't put blame on. I don't think you can, and Bruno is one of those guys. Like, he's trying, he, he, I, yeah. I, I hate Bruno Fernandez. Uh, you know that he is, he's your best player. It's not close. Not I don't question. even think he's better than Rashford. I think so much of Rashford's success is based on how well Bruno Fernandez is playing that if you take him out of the team, you might as well not play with somebody up top. Like, he, like Rashford is completely disconnected from the team if he doesn't play. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, Nick, I'll take your question, run with it first, then we'll go down the line and do it quickly. Uh, Chelsea or Man United, who's worse off right now? Um, I will say this. From a fan's perspective, interacting with other fans, you guys aren't deluded. From what I've seen, I'm sure I can find some chat room or some some forum somewhere where a Man United fan will say some of the same shit Wait, as a Chelsea fan. Let me just, real quick, uh, you you do search out the Chelsea people, though, because you, you mean don't seek like out? Chelsea. Yeah. Seek yeah. Out. Search out, seek out, whatever. Yeah. But, like, it's it's I, a it's because it's in your your view more. Yeah, more no, for sure, for sure. But to that point, like, you guys have a injury list that is pretty close to – like, it's eight people. And, and, and of those eight people, there's probably six in there that are going to be able to play. Like, I don't see Man United – podcast posting we have a starting 11 that are injured like bullshit like i think that at the very least a lot of the anger with this team is directed at the right place and it's like eric ten hog sometimes i don't think knows what he's doing and it's crazy to say that because i thought last year i was pretty impressed with them but like i don't know i I, i'd rather be you guys than chelsea because i also think there's just no there's no idea of where they're going and the person that's pulling the strings on on the money and making the purchases is literally seeing who's trending on twitter and then trying to buy them so like that's how it is dylan i'll go to you next since we didn't talk that much this one so when this question came up i thought it felt like i feel like these teams are in the process of like honestly it's like it's pokemon where Chelsea, hear me out. Chelsea oh, and no. United are basically Charmander right now. And <laughs> I wanted I, so badly before you keep going. I wanted to yell out, "Who's that center back?" <laughs> and like, like, but go ahead. Sorry, my bad. But they're literally Charmander, trying to evolve to literally where like Charmeleon is probably Brighton, where they'd like to be right now, competing and actually being top four to eventually become a Charizard. Which obviously is City, but in this case, the blueprint they're following is to be where Arsenal's at with all their young players. And that's like where I think they're doing it. 
they're just doing it extremely poorly to the point where to answer the question, like, I think they're both in trouble, but I would say Chelsea's more in trouble mostly for the fact that you have eight-year contracts on guys that haven't proven that they can actually do it. And what happens if this actually doesn't work out? And also, will they have the patience to keep Potts around if what we think is going to happen in December goes as poorly as it does to where they're just going to keep going in the same cycle? And that's not to put United on. I don't want to give United a pass because, like, if they don't get it sorted either, who are they getting to come coach a team that's going to be revolutionary? Like, it, it's just something that ultimately money doesn't buy you happiness unless you have a public um, financial institution uh, from a country to back you at this point. But, like... Also it, known as a piff. Yeah, I know. I just felt yeah. like saying it out completely wrong because, you know, that that's me. Um, like but... I don't know. I think United is also in trouble, and you guys will try to evolve one day, but it just it's just not happening right now. Michael, what do you got here before we let Nick finish it off? Uh, I would rather be United, for sure. Just because, kind of a lot of the same stuff Dylan is saying. On the field, like, it's concerning for United because, like, he thought it was going to, like, beginning of the season, you're optimistic, you think it's going to be better beginning of the season for Chelsea you don't you still don't know because like all these guys have you know whatever the uh, again to, to Dylan's point the thing with Chelsea is you know I, I have a friend who's a Chelsea fan who is already talking about getting awesome in the summer and I'm like brother you you just spent all this money on Nick Jackson you're done with him already it, it just it it Chelsea will it will never end that that cycle of, of that type of like buying and how they treat the players and stuff will never end. Uh, I don't think United are like that as much, but I do think because they don't spend to that degree um, and they spend more like on individual players and stuff, if it if it doesn't go well, I don't know what you do next. Like, I don't know who you're getting rid of. I don't think you're firing Ten Hag. So I don't know what the, the plan is if United fails. I know what the plan is for Chelsea if they fail or succeed. So, yeah. Uh, Nick, finish this off and tell us why you're going to be sending late night texts to Ralph Ragnick. Oh, geez, Ragnarok. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Armageddon of Man United. Uh, I just, it's just frustrating. Like, because as you're all saying, like, I don't know. It's almost like when you give a patient too, too many prescriptions, it just makes everything worse. And you don't know what the actual problem is anymore. Like, I just don't know what it is. Like, you just keep giving... I don't know. It's, it's another Scrubs reference. That's why I learned about it. That's where I got my medical advice from. Um, we have a pharmacist, pharmacist on the pod, but, you know, let's go with the Scrubs reference. Yeah, it's, you know. It's Donald... It's, 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 it's accurate. Yeah. Right. But, uh... I just don't know where to... I'm trying to find glimmers of hope to hold on. I just don't know when it's, like... When is this going to turn around? Like, I could totally see us losing to Burnley. Like, I could see this, and I think you guys are right. They're not going to get rid of, you can't get rid of Ten Hag because who you're bringing in. And then, like, it, it, and then what? All these grand plans, you're sitting down in 10, 12, 14. I, dude, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm like two or three weeks away from just being like a completely miserable human being in this realm of my world, of my life. Like, like watching it and just being incredibly grumpy and like, it's just, it's just really frustrating. Because we're, well, it, 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 I don't see, I don't see, you know, I don't see it getting better anytime soon. I hate Just you don't. all. 
<laughs> Sorry, Dylan. Like, you, you don't see me bitching like this when I'm the only I'm one who this, actually Dylan. might be. Go- I'm the only one who might actually be going down this year, and I'm still trying to have an optimistic spin. And you're just like, oh, we're gonna come in eighth. Life sucks. I'm, I'm always done. the optimist, Dylan. I don't want to be it right now. I'm always the optimist. Yeah. I don't want to be it right now. Uh, we're gonna start the sorry Dylan campaign on teams that aren't even his when we complain. But Nick, on a, on another note, maybe. Life ebbs and life flows. There's a yin and a yang to everything. Because United is playing so bad, that means that you are predicting so well. Um, let's get into our team predictions here. I will remind everyone, we had three people 9-1, and one, one person 8-2. and two. We know ball. Just don't even question it. We know it. Michael is still in the lead. He went 9-1 and one last week. Back-to-back 9-1, and one, which might be more impressive than 1-10-0. and oh. Who's to say? Uh, 38 and 11 for the year. <laughs> I know. 38 and 11 for the year. Nick uh, still in second. 35 and 14 for the year. He went nine and one last week as well. I'm in third. 34 and 15 on the year. Nine and one last week. And Dylan eight and two last week. 29 and 20. Does the bold prediction need to be that we're all going to finish 20 games over 500? Stop touching. I don't know. The money. Stop. Touching the money. Hey. We we tu- I I literally fucking groped the money last weekend, <laughs> and look what happened. Yeah, that's why I'm 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 shouting from the rooftops here. Um, I can tell you right now, <laughs> be, because I have a nine game cushion, I have some fun picks coming our way. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, Dylan still has not learned one bit. Um, all right, let's get into it then. Uh, Dylan, we'll start with you. First game of the week is Crystal Palace. Hosting Fulham, who do you got in this one? I think we know how I feel about Fulham, so give me Palace. Palace for Dylan. Nick Michael. Palace as well. Nick. Palace at home. You got to take them. I got a draw, and more to come on that soon. Uh, game number two, Luton Town hosting Wolves. Must win. Not must win, but a big six-pointer for Dylan I started you off on the last one, but I'm going to go back-to-back. An un, unheard-of tactic here on picking games. Dylan, you got your guys in this one? Uh, it will be a tie. Damn. Man. I, I wanted to take Luton because we know how I really do this, but... Yeah. That's, uh, basic, that's basically Dylan taking a win. Yeah. yeah exactly. I, me saying a tie is a win. <laughs> Nick, who you got? Uh, I'm taking the Wolves. Michael? I had to think hard about this one. I looked at some underlying stats. This is a Wolves game every time. Yeah, I got Wolves too. Hopefully that gives Dylan confidence. Man City at Forest. I got City. Michael? Uh, City. Why'd you ask me? Nick, well, because I'm at some point going to have a graphic where it pops up kind of like Thursday Night Football. So I've been working on that, so it's nice to have people say it. Nick, who you got? Yeah, okay. Uh, City. Check us out on YouTube. Check us out on YouTube. Nick, you got City? City. Uh, Dylan. The Citizens. Yep. Brentford hosting Everton. Michael, you think Everton's actually the second worst team. Who do you got in this one? Uh, Brentford, I think Thomas Frank, top five coach in the Prem, maybe top three. Nick. Um, I have Brentford as well. Dylan. Buzz, buzz. Yeah, I got Brentford. Also, Burnley. Hosting the Man United that we just belabored upon for the past 25 minutes, but it was great content, to be totally honest with you. Nick, 
Big game for you. You said it's must win. Who you got? I'm taking United, but I'm ready to have my heart broken again. <laughs> Dylan. I'll support you, Nick. I'll take United. Thanks, buddy. I don't believe in them at all, but... <laughs> I don't either, but, you know, what kind of fan would I be? I, uh... I got a draw. Just just because. I'm, I'm, I'm rolling so... on vapors here, and, and I got a big cushion, Dylan, so I'm getting a little creative as well. Michael, who you got? Uh, Manchester United. Alrighty. Arsenal, Tottenham, game of the week, North London Derby, Spurs versus Gooners, Dylan... Who is winning the game of the week, match week six, North London Derby? I'm going to kickstart my table prediction. I think the counter kills Arsenal. Tottenham wins. Dude, I think this is going to be a really... I think this is going to be an interesting game. I think it's closer than we've seen in a while. Um, I'm, I'm going to still take Arsenal because my brain's broken on Arteta, but I, I like your pick. I, I think there's no wrong pick on this one. Michael, who you got? Um, I agree with Dylan. I think the the counter is going to crush Arsenal. I do, however, think Spurs still not very good defensively. I think this is a draw. Ooh. Nick. <laughs> Nick, you look sad, bro. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's Monday. And you know it sucks. And I had to go to the grocery store. It's not a good Monday. Um... I'm taking a draw, and I agree with Michael. I'm calling like a three-three draw. I'm calling like some wild, like just some wild, wild exciting. The stuff. over. I think yeah. the over is big on this. Yeah, bet the over. Um, all right, Brighton, Bournemouth. Um, I got Brighton. I got the goals. Uh, I think everyone on this pod is on the consensus. Very good team, Michael. Who you got? Brighton. I I so badly want Bournemouth to win a game because I think they're really good. Uh, but it, it's Brighton. Brighton are I'm, just... I'm, I'm with you on Bournemouth. I think they're better than what people think. Nick, who you got? Uh, yeah, I got Brighton. Why even bother asking? Dill? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'll be taking Brighton because Bournemouth doesn't need to win any games. I think they're good, but until they prove they can win games, let's keep them not doing that. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> self-preservation. I like that. Uh, hey, Chelsea. they did get you the Chelsea one, though. They didn't win. They got the tie though. We're all happy about a Chelsea a Chelsea tie. Come on. True, true. Chelsea Villa. Uh, Michael, we got the Liverpool game after this, so I'll go to Nick for this one. Chelsea Villa, who you got in this? I want to take Villa, but it's at home. You gotta think Chelsea responds a little bit. It's gonna be ugly, but I think Chelsea wins. Dylan? Chelsea just lost at home one nothing to Nottingham Forest. Give me Villa. Oh. I got Villa too. I got Villa too. I gotta if I'm gonna talk the talk, I'm gonna walk the walk as well. I got Villa. Michael, who you got? Villa not super good away. Chelsea not super good in general. Uh, I got a draw. Probably safe. Um, also, the uh, my brain just shut off there. Um, never mind. Michael <laughs> really did. Holy yeah. shit! Damn. I just was uh, had to. I just had to reboot right there. Michael Liverpool hosting West Ham. Who you got in this one? Uh, if this is at West Ham, I think this is like real big implication game. Uh, I think if we don't win this game, I think it's a bad look. I think we're gonna win. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Le- Liverpool. I think the, I think this is played in London, different game, but I think Liverpool will take this to the bank. Dylan. 
Liverpool. They're they're good. Yeah, I got Liverpool as well. And then last game of the match week, Sheffield United is hosting Newcastle. Dylan, take us home. Who do you got? Um, I have Newcastle. I think Newcastle starts a little bit of a run as well. I got Newcastle. Michael? Uh, Newcastle. Nick? Yeah, I have Newcastle. I would just like to say that this is the least confident of the week so far I've felt making picks. I think this is the first real... 50 week where I feel like every pick could kind of go any direction. Yeah, so Michael has a theory. He thinks that the first couple of weeks that we've had here are actually layups for us for the most part, and he thinks it's going to get a lot harder. Not I to agree. put words in Michael's mouth, but... No, it's pretty much exactly what I said. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we are abusing our power right now. But I will say this, too. After, you know, Michael and I have done three-plus years of this. Dylan's done two-plus years of this. Nick, this is your... You're kind of two years in now, too, I guess, right? Um, yeah. I do think there's been a few yo-yo teams, and we're pretty familiar with a lot of these teams now. I think we, we, th- I think we know where the warts are. Speaking of, let's get into betting. Dylan's betting corner, hosted by John Whitaker. Um, as always, we got a weekly pod lay. We're 0 for 2 so far. Not a big deal. The first week, Mike... Wait, hold on. Hold on. No, on I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Okay, okay. First week, Michael totally fucked us. Totally fucked us. (laughs) And this last week, we totally fucked Michael. So (laughs) uh, all all three of us missed. Uh, Michael is the only one that got it right. But that first week, um, Michael screwed us up. So 0 for 2 so far. But when one of these hits, you won't hear the end of it from us. It'll be crazy. Let's start off with the pod lay and then roll into Dylan's bets. Dylan? It's your segment. Start us off. First first leg of the pod lay. Can we do Champions League bets on this? Uh, yeah. For sure. It'll come out tomorrow. Cool. Porto, minus 135. Love it. So first leg, Porto, minus 135. Is that game Tuesday? Does anyone know? Yeah. It's yes, tomorrow. Damn. It's, it's part of my six. My, I got to say, betting-wise, this is my favorite time of year. I love <laughs> betting group stage parlays in the Champions League. <laughs> How often do they hit? Uh, I usually hit like two in the groups. I take two big ones, so it pays all right. off. All right, all right. So go ahead and give us the second leg then, Nick. Uh, I'm taking Wolves money line plus one fifteen. Oh, you fucking asshole! Woo! Love it, love it, Michael. Dylan does not. Leg three. Arsenal Tottenham over three and a half plus one twenty-five. Love that. Bet the over. Bet the over. Arsenal Tottenham. Um, you guys are going to be mad at me because I'm the only person that picked this, but the 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 number was too good to walk away from. Crystal Palace versus Fulham, draw under one and a half plus eleven hundred. Brother, why do you keep doing this? Huh? Mine what? hit the first time, bro. Mine hit the Un- first time. You're saying under one and a half? Under one and a half. It'll be a zero zero draw. You're you are shoehorning yourself so you into wanna... literally one possible outcome. Yep. Sheffield United and Everton did the same thing and I and I hit that one. I didn't know if you knew. This is crazy. So what's this bring My... us out to? A lot. A lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> Michael, go go ahead and crunch the numbers for me while Dylan it. goes just, into just give me a second. Goes into his into his bets. So that's the third pod lay. Look, I will say this. I'm trying to get us big money early. If we don't hit it on this one, I promise to be a little bit more conservative with my leg. 
and then the pause. That Wait, was kind of weird. Just real quick, you said over one and a half or under? Under. Are you saying zero zero draw right. though? Because if you're doing under one and a half, why not just do under a half and get us better odds? Yeah, I, it didn't give me that option on DraftKings. Uh. You can just make so. a parlay. But just just do what I said. Okay. <laughs> All right, Dylan. Dylan We're leaving money guys. on the table. We're leaving money on the table. What is happening? All right, exact score for uh, <laughs> for Crystal Palace Fulham nil nil. If you can find that one, throw that one in there because I'm sure it's nice. Uh, it or sure it's boring. Way easy. Way easier to there find. There you go. This is great podcasting, Dylan. Go through your bets. <laughs> so I got one. I got one parlay for the 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 pod too. But go through your bets now. So recapping last week, we hit our stride. We went three and one, up three point four five units. We're as mediocre as it comes for the year so far. Still ten and ten, but we're up one point two six units. So this kickstarted where we're going. I got five this week. Uh, kind of like the board a little bit. Um, we're gonna start with Wolf's Luton under two and a half minus one fifteen. What are you making a parlay off of this? Oh thing? no, it's plus nine hundred zero zero Palace. Uh... Follow. Perfect. Um, I got it. We're going to be taking Aston Villa, double chance, so a win or a tie at minus 110 against Chelsea. We'll be taking Spurs, Arsenal, both teams to score, no draw at plus 100. Then we'll be taking Luton Town, under on individual team corners of 4.5, minus 115. And to round it off, let's go Captain America. We will be taking AC Milan plus 160 over Newcastle tomorrow or today for when you're listening. Yeah, pod comes out Tuesday. Listen to it early. I'll, I'll send out a reminder for people to, to check the bet section. Um, winning week. That's all that matters. It was a winning week for sure. Uh, my my uh, one parlay that I'm going to do this week has a bit of a theme. It's underdog draws or underdog wins. Not underdog. Wolves not an underdog, but you get plus money, and I think they're better than Luton. Again, bullying's good in the in the betting world. It starts off with Wolves plus one fifteen. I know that we mentioned it before. Michael had that part of his pod lay, I believe. Uh, it is the Palace Fulham just draw, straight up draw plus two fifty five. And then the big one. It'll be the toughest one, but I think if we can, if my predictions are right, which they were nine and one last week, it'll be a good one. Burnley Man United draw plus three ten, three thousand twenty nine. If you put ten dollars on it, you win three hundred twelve bucks. So, there it is. Love it. All right. So our pod lay is a plus eight thousand four hundred fifty eight. Love everything about that. Yes. Ten to win eight fifty five eighty six. Put a unit sixteen hundred. I'm about to win sixteen hundred dollars on a twenty dollar free bet. <laughs> put a unit on it. Um, look, we're also on YouTube. This is obviously the podcast you're listening to it wherever you get your podcast, but we've been doing some numbies on YouTube. Go check us out. Um, you also get to see our, our beautiful faces. You get to see, uh, Michael being giddy about Sobosly. You do get to see Nick right now being a little bit sad about Man United. Um, and then you also usually get to see Dylan in some random jersey that he's wearing. So, Definitely check us out on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Dylan, get us out of here with a joke. All right, guys. Um, why was the skeleton always left out of the soccer game? Because he had no body to play with. 
Cheers. Podcast. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit.